So the Warriors head east over the weekend and drop their first two games, one in overtime to the Hornets, and then yesterday afternoon to the young Detroit Pistons. Both young teams not expected to compete for a playoff spot. Let's talk about the defense. Let's talk about the defense, right? I think that's, it's really a league-wide thing. I'll start with that, right? I think what we're seeing is all these teams have an analytics department now or an analytics guy, right? And one thing that the analytics crowd loves is offensive rebounds because it tends to lead to three-pointers, right? That's that's the most efficient three-pointer in the league. Obviously, the corners, right? The short corner. But offensive rebound kicked out the shooter. One, I'll point out why, is because when you train, when you're in a gym and you're shooting, right, where do you get your shots from? The rebounder, it comes from under the basket. So you're more comfortable with the catch on that shot. And then you usually have a much bigger window to shoot the three because, again, it's a kick out off an offensive rebound. So the analytics crowd have looked at that and they're like, hey, we got to hit the glass. We got to hit, we got an offensive rebound. And so every team in the league right now is sending multiple people to the offensive glass. And in turn, it's destroying transition defense. It's already early. Guys aren't all the way in shape, conditioned, right? But it's getting magnified by the thirst to crash the offensive glass. The Warriors are no different. Jamichael Green, that's kind of his calling card. Kavon is the one guy where it's like, look, if you're the center, okay, fine. I'm not saying you don't send anybody, but when you send your wings and perimeter players to the offensive glass, like Wiggins, like Jamichael from the corners, um, it's going to hurt your transition defense. That is where the Warriors are struggling most. Newsflash, right? I'm not breaking anything to you. And it's really the switching. The switching in the half court and the transition defense, but switching in transition, cross-matching, right? You Wiggins comes flying in for an offensive rebound. He doesn't get it. And now Poole has to pick up his matchup, right? And he's got to find his and, and the lack of communication. And so there's that. And I think, again, that's a league-wide thing going on right now. One thing that I would point out if for some of these young guards, Moody, Poole, um, DiVincenzo's out, right? But, you know, when you are coming back in transition, understand that you're going to be told to switch out on the perimeter. Like, I understand you've got to stop ball first and foremost, but you'll see Poole and Moody backpedaling to the paint, and then they're like, oh, shit, let me let me pick up this guy on the wing. Understand Looney, Draymond, Jamichael, Clay, Steph, the vets, they're going to send you out on the switch. And that's what's happening a lot with these switch calls as well is, the Warriors aren't in the greatest shape, shortest offseason of all time. We understand that. And what tends to happen is if you're not in the shape you want to be in, when you're calling switches, you stay in the drop and you send someone else out on the perimeter, right? Where it's like, hey, switch that. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. You get out. Get out. I'm going to stay. And you see a lot of the Warriors saying, say, all saying, hey, get out, get out. <laughs> and no one's getting out in time. It's a beat late. The other phrase that I like to use is stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Saw it with Kaminga. You see it with Wiseman, particularly the the young players defensively. It's just a beat. It's just a split second where they relax. You know, you're chasing Bogdanovich off a screen, right? And it's just that one second of, oh, shoot, right? For now you're trailing and you're trying to recover and it's either a foul or you can't get through the screen. 
You know, so there's a lot of that stuff happening in just miscommunication with the switches. Are we switching or are we not? And then some of the scouting report stuff, going over the top of screens of non-shooters, going under the screens of shooters. It's really a mess. It's really a mess, you know, and uh, some Warrior fans have pointed out Mike Brown. Mike Brown was the defensive coach last year now, obviously, in Sacramento. It's not like they're defending either, right? <laughs> but he's got he's got to focus on team-wide stuff. And so now it's Kenny Atkinson who's taking that role for the Warriors. He's definitely not the rah-rah guy that Mike Brown is. And let's be honest, a lot of defense is rah-rah. It's want. It's hey, hey, yeah, 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 celebrate it. And Mike Brown did a lot of that stuff, right? So they're lacking that. But then ultimately, man, you know, it's hard to be hungry when you're full. And that's my way of saying there is a championship hangover happening right now, right? Then you have the fact that they're integrating Wiseman and, you know, Kaminga's played a little bit here, but integrating these younger players where if it was a different scenario, if they're not coming off a championship, it, it just, it'd be a different thing. And you'd, you'd probably, for instance, see Jermichael Green playing that center spot, that backup center spot a lot more. Right. And so you can't panic. You got to give them a, a, a 20 game cushion here. You know what I mean? And it is frustrating as this is. And then, you know, the pecking order of, of roles here. I listen, Clay is my favorite warrior. I, a lot of you know that. Right. So I, I don't I don't want to do I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But Clay. He ain't playing well. Right. He ain't playing well. In fact, you could make the argument that Moody is probably playing better than him just in these first seven games. Now, do you, how do you bat Clay's minutes off? Like, right, as of right now, the way Clay's playing, he shouldn't be playing 30 plus minutes. He should be playing closer to 20, right? And then in, in if maybe if DiVincenzo's back, how you work that out. But with Kerr, it's a sensitive thing. We've seen through the injury process that Clay has become more sensitive, for a lack of a better term, as far as uh, his, his psyche, right? And players react differently to these types of things. And it seems like the Warriors, they want to just encourage, pat on the back, pat on the back, and, and they're going to just let him play through this with heavy minutes, right? Where like someone like Draymond, for instance, who's been really good, there's no denying it, right? Like contract Draymond, it's, it's a real thing. But if you docked Draymond down to 20 minutes a game, you already know what that would do, right? It would just make him play better. It just would. It just it would upset him and he plays, he's comfortable being angry. It would make him play better. With this new version of Clay, I think the worry is, hey, like if we dock him 18, 20 minutes, it might not work out for us, right? Like it may just backfire. And so that's an interesting thing with Clay. And what I'd like to see him do as far as the shooting slump, and I know some of you are gonna point out, like, listen, Clay has had a lot of shooting slumps before. He'll get out of it. He will. But in the past, the difference has been focus on your defense. If you're a shooter and you're not shooting well, the best thing you can do is focus on your defense because it will take the pressure off your shooting. You're one of seven, but you've defended. So it doesn't, doesn't feel like that. And, and Clay seems like, like he's a little too focused on the shooting end of it. I understand laterally he's not going to be the same guy, but he's just having a lot of brain farts out there. He, the, the stay ready so you ain't got to get ready applies to Clay probably more than any other player defensively. He's, uh, oh, back door? Damn. Like he just, he's space cadets out there, right? And so, again, I got, I got all the love in the world for Clay. I don't have a ton of empathy when he's whining about what Barkley's saying 
when he when he's not focused. And what what does he have? He may have to do some things behind the scenes that he's not com- do or undo some things. If you catch my drift, that he's not comfortable with or he doesn't want to do to get back to where he wants to be. Now I have full confidence. We're all rooting for him that he can do it, but it may take some time. And he may not need to play 33 minutes a night right now, right? The other aspect of the defense is you hear a lot of people say, oh, we're really missing GP2. We are. We are. Like, there's no doubt about it. But team-wide, it's almost a positive within a negative. It's a, is it a double negative? I don't know what they say with that. But the, the, the defense has been so bad team-wide that GP wouldn't even have made a difference at this point. There's just too many holes to plug up, Right? But you, you look, you understand, we started last year with GP2 and Otto Porter dialed in veterans who pride themselves on defense. And in, in that place, it's really been Clay and Wiseman. And so, yeah, there is, a, there is a give and take there defensively and offensively, man. But again, it's no time to panic. This is going to be a rough road trip. I, I, you can check my Twitter feed over the weekend. I did not like the way they handled this back-to-back. To me, in my eyes, you go all in on one game, and then you punt the other one. And they, they seem to half-heartedly go into both games and lost both of them. And now they're going to come limping into Miami, who's looking to kick our teeth in because they've had a bad West Coast swing. So it's going to be a rough road trip. There's no doubt about it. But there's individual positive silver linings that's happening. Said it in today's breakdown, Jordan Poole looks like he's worth every penny. In fact, I'm raising his ceiling to what I think he can be. He's just, he's there. Wiseman showing glimpses in the right direction. Moses Moody is who we thought he was, playing well in his limited role, right? And then Draymond, man, like it's it's early. He's still in the honeymoon phase of, I don't know if that's the right term, but you know what I'm saying, of, of the, just on his best behavior, right? In a contract year. And so individually, he's playing very well. Offensively, you love that he's attacking the rim. You almost wonder though, if we're missing some of his edginess and fire. Like he, it, it last year with some of these mistakes from the young guys, he would have been in the eight. You know what I'm saying? And now he's kind of, it's kind of like, whoa, he's a little, he's trying to be a little too friendly to these guys because we all understand why, but there, there's a cost to that. You know what I mean? And, and just overall, again, just the, I, I, I'm, I know I'm copping a lot of pleas, but I'm just trying to explain why we shouldn't be panicking yet. The team overall with this short, it, the staff, the coaching staff probably ain't ready to coach. Mentally, I don't think they were prepared to compete this soon. And so we're seeing all these symptoms of that. But it's far better than like, oh, Steph looks a step slow. Draymond's washed. Like, why Wiseman hasn't met in there. It could be a lot worse, right? And so we got to just be patient and push through this. And, and again, the defense is so bad, it can't help but get better. But the, the communication, it's got to happen much earlier. And I would back off sending everybody to the offensive glass because it's just killing the transition defense. They got Miami Tuesday. Uh, I'll put the alchemy jinx on that. I think we just get stomped out there and then you got to get Orlando. But hey, Bancaro, he ain't no joke either. Hit that like, share, and subscribe. I'm out, y'all.